Who has a Bible? A Bible. Hello. Bible. Yes. If you don't, put your hand up if you want one and Jasmine's going to quickly come and grab you one so you can look at it, use it, and you can keep it if you want to as well. So is that good? Yes. Awesome. Great encouragement, Johanna. <laughs> so before now, now we're going to start. This is for real right now. Boom. So who knows what an echo is? Echo, echo, echo. Yes, anyone knows an echo? Who knows, been to a cave? Yes, an echo. Go to the bathroom? Echo. Yes, and it repeats? Echo, echo, echo. Yeah? Know what an echo is? Well, at youth, we need an echo when I preach, yeah? And so you don't necessarily have to repeat what I say, but I need to hear a bit of a bounce back, yeah? So last week we talked about when you have a, a nice food, you go, delicious, yum, um, butter, or awesome. And so whatever something is a good expression for you that's PG or no, under PG is but it's G-rated, say it, yeah? So come, what's something that's awesome? That you go, wow, boom, cow. I don't know, what do you say when something's good? You do, you say something. So when you, what do you say about your shoes? What do you say about those shoes? They're lit. That's lit. Okay, so Carmel's been embarrassed like a little, I don't know, something embarrassed. Sean, what do you say about something cool? Yeah, that's what you say, is it? I'm going to get rid of that. That's just, no, I'm going to get rid of second. Liana, you've got to help me out. What do you say when something's cool? That's cool. Okay, that did not work as well as last week, but when I, <laughs> I'm sure Liana will, will say something. When, it, when this gets good, you've got to say it's good, yeah? Carlos will do it. Pete will do it. Aaron will do it, Amy will do it, he's going to do it as well, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fresh, I like that. That's fresh. Lincoln fresh. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, so we're getting to it. Unoffendable, yep. Unoffendable. Unoffendable. And so we're going to be talking about life hacks. Cool? Life hacks. Say that. Tell the next person next to you, life hacks. Now bump them politely but meanly and say, the hurt helps. Say it like you mean it. Bump them. Say the hurt helps. The hurt helps. So undefendable life hacks. The hurt helps. So now, um, who's heard of phobia? Who's know what a phobia is? Anyone got a phobia? A phobia. So a phobia. Don't know the dictionary meaning technically, but something like it's normally a big, long, complicated name for the fear of something. Yeah. So it'd be like Santo Stefano, the phobia of not having a hairy chest or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making that one up, but I don't know. But I, and, but I have some real phobias. There is some real ones that I struggle with, and we'll go through them. But I don't know what his exact term is. But now, if you have a pair of jeans, girls may not have the same issue as much as a man would. But on the jeans, you have a thing called a zip, right? And on that zip, you have a fly, or in the upholstery language, it's called a runner. Um, and then the other bits are called the teeth. But, you know, we, you know, you've got jeans, you've got flies, runners, teeth, whatever you want to call it, zipper, yeah? My biggest phobia is when I'm in public and my fly's down, yeah? Anyone else struggle with that? Oh, I, that's one of my biggest, my biggest phobias. Um, it's embarrassing. I'm fearful of it. Is it undone now? No, see, that's like the biggest thing I check before I preach or anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's phew, it's up. It's like, it's a relief. Um, um, yeah, there's nothing worse than someone going, hey, you're flying low. You're like, oh, geez, that hurt. Um, but another one, another phobia I have is when you've got a big booger, like, you know when it's like, you might notice about you're breathing and you see someone that's like, it like comes out, it's like, hello, 
Then it goes back up. Then it, it pokes its head out the cave again. Hello. And, it, and they, who, who knows that? You see that and people think, that's an phobia. Like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. Especially the, the wet ones, you, it's not as bad because when you have a cold, people are a bit more sensitive. But when it's a dry one, that's like, hello. And it goes back in. That's just like, yeah, I got, that's an phobia of mine. Um, Another one is, it's not really in a phobia, but it's one of those things that I struggle with is when it's like you put up a social media post and you got a spelling error, and then you look back and you're like, oops, <laughs> like everyone's just read that. Especially when some words, you just take out one letter and it can completely change a sentence, and you're like, that does not sound good. But that's, they're, they're, these are things that I, um, I struggle with. But you, so we all, we all have things that embarrass us, right? Come on, Jason, you'll have something that embarrasses you. Sean, things that embarrass you, you have phobias like that? Okay, use it all. Is it all unoffendable, I guess? Um, other things to do with this, so when something is foreign and someone's not used to it, things can be funny. For example, do you get a European, so someone from England, Europe, Germany, who doesn't know, we know Aussie rules football here, so we've got the kind of like the rugby-shaped ball that we kick Aussie rules football. You get like a European and say, here's a football, and get them to try and kick, like they say, this is how you do it, and get them to do it. It is going to be some funny stuff. Because their technique's out of whack. Their, um, just everything they do is weird. And so just like when there's, there's new inventions being created all the time, when you give someone a new invention, you go, here, have a go at this, and they don't have any idea, you get some funny results. And so, for example, like I remember when I first, like the iPhone, iPod Touch came out, um, like you'd, you'd, obviously you'd click the button, and then you'd be like, you'd, you'd go like, you'd have to do the old slide to lock, open up. Remember that? Now it's like you click it and click it in. But they used to have the slide. And I used to not even be able to do the dumb slide. It'd be like, and people would laugh at me because it's like, what the heck? It's so easy. You just go, you slide it open. But um, there's things that when things are foreign, it's hard to, to know how to do stuff properly. Um, but I'm going to read this. Proverbs 27.6. I think that will come up on the screen for you. But if you've taken notes, write this down. Proverbs 27.6. Before I go that, my name's Josh. I'm the youth pastor here. If you're new, we're glad to have you. Give everyone new a clap. I had some good time hanging out with the one and know this today. So he's a gun. He's going to be going to bring one youth to the next level, that's for sure. But Proverbs 27, 6 says this. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I'm going to read that again. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from the enemy. Touch and over again and say, the hurt helps. Say that again. The hurt helps. Say it like you mean it like you're in a microphone. The hurt helps. The hurt helps. And so then in the Amplified Bible, so it's a bit louder, it says it like this. Faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern, but kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve hidden agenda. Mm. Now, uh, I'm just going to go back to some other things. So other things that I was saying that, that hurt me and embarrassed me is when I do a, a bad social post, like as in I might do a spelling error, the one thing that I'd much rather is someone say, hey, Josh, you got a spelling error, fix that, than not telling me and then saying to everyone else, ha, 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 Josh can't spell. Or, or when, if I was to be European for football, an Australian rules football, rather than someone going, he have a kick, oh, but geez, he sucks, I'd much rather them say, hey, Josh, this is how you do it properly. That's how you drop it, that's how you kick it. And so I'd much rather someone help me fix up my problem than be embarrassed in front of a lot of people. Another one for me as well is I used to, I still can't talk properly. You'll find things that my language and grammar and stuff, the way I speak is completely bad, but hey, I'm on the journey. But one word that I'm on the journey of fixing is a word specific. And so, you can ever say specific? 
And so I used to always say Pacific. And so I'd be like, oh, um, the Pacificness of this subject or the Pacificness of Pacific, we've got to be Pacific. And it's like, we don't have to be out the ocean. No way. We've got to be specific. And so, um, and there was one time I was at church actually and I was, I was leading a prayer meeting. I'm like, we've got to be Pacific, 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 Pacific. And then these people were like going behind me going, like laughing at me because I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I was saying pretty cool stuff. And then the next day they're like, hey, Josh, it's specific, not Pacific. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why has it taken 20 years for someone to teach me how to talk properly? But, but then I would much rather someone say, hey, at the first Pacific, hey, Josh, it's specific, rather than having the, um, the embarrassment of being embarrassed in front of everyone to not talk properly. And so as we saw in Proverbs, uh, it said, William Thomas says, see a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And so I'd much rather every time be blessed by someone he says, hey, Josh, it hurts at the moment, but it's much, I'd much rather be hurt in front of one person than being embarrassed in front of 100, yeah? Are we all the same? And so, but there is a difference between caring for your mate and sucking up. We'd agree with that. And so um, I don't like people that kiss, 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 suck up to you. And so th- that, this can happen to you. We have people that go, oh, Liana, you're awesome. Oh, Liana, you're so cool. I want to hang out. Then what happens is they use Liana for what she had. She get, they get into a cool group of friends or something. And it's like, oh, now we got here, we don't care about you, Liana. And I, I don't like people that suck up like that. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to Sean because he's cool. I'll get in. And you'll see this. This is another one. You'll watch out for this. You'll see this all the time. You'll see, me and Sean were talking about this before, actually. Um, there'll be a guy will be interested in a girl, for example, and then that girl might have a younger brother. And so the guy will be like, I'll suck up to the guy, get the girl, and then the guy, they don't talk to the guy anymore. Because that's what they do. Because they go, that's not a sincere friend. Because they go, Oh, I'll suck up to this boy because I want to get with their sister. Oh, hey, man, oh, you're so cool. Can I come out and hang out? And they've got ulterior motives. And there's nothing worse than that. And so you girls and guys, you'll notice that. Trust me. It's an it's a unfortunate pattern that I see quite often. But, um, um, but they're, they're all nice to you in their face, but when the reality is they don't, they're not nice to you behind your back, yeah? And so and if I also apply that to footy, I'd much rather someone come up to me and say, Josh, get bet. Like, I'd rather... No, I wouldn't like it when they'd come up to Josh, oh, you're so good at footy. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, you're just an awesome player. Then going to the coach, Josh sucks, drop him. I'd much rather them have the, a wound that says, come on, Josh, you've you got to work on this, and then and not just be, oh, yeah, you're all cool in front of my face and be backstabbing me behind my back. Not cool at all. And so um, same with work. I'd rather work. Someone say, hey, Josh, you've got to fix that up and get better at that. They say, oh, Josh, yeah, you're the best person to work with. And then saying to my boss, he's lazy, get rid of him. Because it, they've got a hidden agenda. And because, but when we get challenged, it hurts, but it helps. So say that, the hurt helps. Next one, Proverbs 28, 23. In the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. In the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. And then Romans 12, 9 says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. And so those two verses there, again, in the end, I'd much appreciate an honest criticism far more than flattery. I don't want people to be on, oh, yes, you're cool, Josh, but then, and, and be a suck-up. I'd much rather someone be honest and help me grow. If I've got a booger dangling out of my nose, I'd much rather someone say, hey, jo-, Leanna, to go, hey, Josh, you got a little uh, 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 a monster there, then, then her not tell me and then be embarrassed in front of a lot of people. Um, I would much rather someone say, hey, Josh, you've got a spelling error on that post, fix it up, than everyone else seeing it and not being gutless enough to say something, yeah? And the hurt helps. 
And so don't just pretend to love others, really love them. And so do you pretend? Do you, are you a suck up? Are you a kiss, kiss, kiss? Or you, are, or you go, you know, I really care for this person and I'm going to help them grow. Yeah? So, uh, what are you? That's a question for you. What am I? But last week we talked about unoffendable. It's time to dance. Or it's time to dance. Yeah? It's time to dance. And so we looked at 2 Samuel 6, um, 20 to 23. And so who remembers that? I'll read it again quickly just to get us back into our mind. So when David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. And first of all, we saw that, don't ever call a girl Michael, it's just weird. She said in disgust, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all this family. He appointed me as leader of Israel, the, um, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But the servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I'm distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Now, um, from that, we're going to go into some other stuff, unpack that again in a new light, and see how that can relate to today. Now, say, cheers, Carlos. Cheers, Carlos. Ecclesiastes 7.5. Last year, I was talking to him about things like God's been showing me about unoffendable stuff, this and that, and just a journey I was in. Class goes, there's a Bible verse about that, and it, it's one of his like, favorite Bible verses. So this is what it says Ecclesiastes 7.5. Better to be criticized by a wise person than praised by a fool. So better to be criticized by a wise person than praised by a fool. Say thanks, Carlos, again. Thanks, Carlos. I'm going to pray from that, then we're going to get into the rest of the message. God, we thank you that you're speaking to us right now, that, that my words aren't just... Aren't just my, isn't my wisdom, God, but it's what you're, you're wanting to speak to us individually to help us be bigger people, to be better people, to be unoffendable people. And God, we just thank you that as we uh, go out from today, we're going to have keys, principles of our life that, that help us uh, uh, take new level, take new ground, that we see your kingdom advance and that we see you do amazing things through our lives, God. And you know what? Some of these things, God, right now may challenge us, may convict us, but we thank you that the hurt helps and we're going to be better for it. And everyone said, amen. So again, the Ecclesiastes 7.5, better to be criticized by a wise person than praised by a fool. And then in the Amplified Version again, so it's louder, says this, it's better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man and pursue wisdom, say pursue, pursue wisdom, than, than for one to listen to the songs of fools and pursue stupidity. Say pursue again. Pursue. It's funny how um, we see those words there, pursue, and that's what we're thinking about before, pursuing God. And so it's better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man and pursue wisdom than for one to listen to the songs of, fool, of fools and pursue stupidity. It's better to be criticized by a wise person than be praised by a fool. Very, very interesting things there. And so what does that mean? One youth is a place of criticism and no honor is allowed. But no. <laughs> and like, for example, let's, if we go serious, our society, you look at the TV, look at social media, look at YouTube, everything is about criticizing people. It's all about putting them in the dirt, kicking their head in, you suck, you're terrible. But um, uh, you do something right and a good person, so that, this is what happens when there's good organizations out in our society. There's companies that are doing their best, trying to bless people, trying to do stuff. But then what our society goes is they're doing something good, they're doing something right, or oh, there must be something wrong. There must, be, there must be something not good about it. And they try to go, how can we criticize them? How can we find out what they're doing wrong? How can we find out what they're doing bad? And so we've got to go, um, 
we don't want to be that kind of critic, yeah? And so that verse isn't really black and white. So if you pursue wisdom, it, it's not a thing like, would you rather crit- be criticized by a wise person than praised by a fool? Not really. So um, who's, who's been to the youth leaders meeting f- with me maybe January-ish? No, Carlos was definitely there. Amy was there. Carmel was there. But I talked about some stuff from Psalms 15. And if you'll, I'll probably preach about it one day. But I think Psalms 15 is like a leadership verse. And I, just, I love the things in it. And one of the elements that I talked about in it, it says, um, it has a point about honor, honoring the faithful. Say, so honoring the faithful. And so what it got me, oh, and what I asked about is, who do you get advice from? People at, a level, at our level or people at a level further than us? And so, um, and I'll give some examples. So if you want to buy a car, do you ask all your friends who don't have cars about buying a car? Or do you ask your friends who own a car already? That's the question. Do you ask Things in life, do you go people at your level or people at a level past you? You want to get a mobile phone. Do you ask the people around you, your friends who don't have a mobile phone, or do you ask the people who own a mobile phone for their advice? Um, uh, and so, for example, with a car, so you might, your friends might go, oh, this car is so awesome. It's so, oh, yeah, oh, it's everything we want. Then you talk to someone who owns a car, they'll be like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Yeah, that car there might be awesome, but I wouldn't get it because they, they have the wisdom. They have the knowledge. Um, same thing about a mobile phone. You go, oh yeah, this phone, it's so cool. It's got a touch screen. Then you talk to your friend. That's a Samsung. You, somebody owns a phone. That's a Samsung Seven Note. It's going to blow up. Don't touch it. Um, uh, other things will be is um, uh, that's something you want to be good at your sport. You might say to like your your friends around you. You might go, oh, how can I get better at playing? Yes, they could help you a little bit. But go to the coach. They have the more wisdom. They see everything. And so. Yes, it's good to get, have your, your friendships and all that, but if you really want to go to new levels in life, go to a next step. Who do, you, who do you hang around? Who do you chase after? Do you chase around people who are with nothing like you or do you go to the people that have who've made the journey? For example, you want to get married, do you talk to people that aren't married like you about wisdom or do you talk to people that have been married for 50 years, married for 60 years and see how they've journeyed through it, how they've developed. So if you want to go to new levels, as a leader, people will go, they'll honour the faithful. They will chase the people who are at a, at a greater level rather than just the people at the same level as them, yeah? Is this microphone on? Can't hear you. Oh, so, yeah, that's, we've got to get a bit more of a, a little bit more passion. Another one quickly, this is a, and this is a bad, and so preaching. If you want to be a preacher, do you ask your people around you that don't preach or do you ask people that have been preaching 10 years, people that have been preaching 30 years, 50 years? I know what I do. I go, if I want to be a better preacher, I go, hey, Carlos, how do I preach better? Because he'd be like, uh... Yeah, um, but if I go to Pastor Rob, hey, Pastor Rob, how do I preach? But he would say, hey, chill out, be yourself, because he's had the experience. And it doesn't mean that maybe what Carlos hasn't said might not be true, but he doesn't have the, the years of experience to help really take me. And he might go, Josh, in my first five years, I struggled with this. Carlos hasn't had that experience to help me go, this is what I struggled with as a beginner. And so it's, it's about those things um, that help you grow to the next level. But with that, some, and the funny story about when the hurt helps is, is with my preaching. And so one time I was talking to Pastor Rob, he's my dad, and I was just telling about this revelation that God gave me, and I thought it was so good. And so it was in Psalms um, 19.7, and it talks about the statutes of the Lord. Now, don't worry about what a statute is. It's spelled like this if you wanted to write it down to look it up, S-T-A-T-U-E. And so me being like dyslexic and can't read, I read it as status. And so I was like, the status of the Lord, and I'm thinking, Man, that's so cool. The Bible's got status in it. Like there's statuses on Facebook and stuff. I mean, that's, it's such a, 
And so God, I thought, man, that's so cool, the statuses of the Lord. And so I was talking to Dad, and one time I'm like, how cool is it? Talking about the status of the Lord, he's like, that's statutes. And I was like, oh, man, I was so devastated. But you know what? The hurt helps. Because I'd much rather him correct me at home when I'm speaking about a dumb revelation at home than speaking in front of church and we're like, oh, the status is of the Lord. And everyone's like, uh, for example, because I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do the spelling here. Status is S-T-A-T-U-E. Uh, that's statute, sorry. And status is S-T-A-T-U-S. So one E. One E is all that, all that made a difference. But statute and status are different words. Add an E, take an E. Change the story. Read the E, don't read the E. And I could totally change the verse. And I had another revelation that wasn't meant for, from God. And so, um, but again, the hurt helps. And if I, and so, you see that? Yeah, that was, a, that was another embarrassing story for Josh. But um, back to David. David, what the heck am I talking about? Back to David that was on 2 Samuel there. Um, we saw Michael's voice of one versus the girl's voice of many. And we saw that last week. And and I use the story that if I was looking at a girl, who, who would I, like, and I was like, I'm not the creep that goes, oh, I did that, whatever I did. But if we were to, if I, how does the sound about it? Uh, that's right. If I was to look at a girl and go, I find that attractive, for example, they don't, they don't like going out and getting drunk and they just go, I don't want alcohol. I go, that's attractive. You will see a guy that will go, ew, yuck, that's disgusting. Then, then you flip the switch, you have a girl, a girl that gets drunk and, I don't know, that's like off their face. I'll go, that's yuck. But that other guy will be like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And so depending on what the situation is, always people are going to be on a different side of the story. But in youth, in the house of God, in, in our Christian circle, we see there that there was one girl that saw what was um, dignified, that what was honourable, that was good, go, how, oh, how distinguished, you look, distinguished you look being sarcastic. But he goes, no, those girls, plural, actually did see me as dignified, as distinguished, as honourable, as respectful. And so what? And so then I, even, I used an example of Jasmine last week. I said, so if she goes to school, she might have one person that criticises her, but here everyone honours her and goes, no, that's awesome what she's doing. And so we've got to go, um, we've got to apply that to ourselves, uh, apply that to ourselves and go, the multiple will always outweigh the, the one negative voice. We're not going to let negativity rise here. But... There's going to be a, a meme on the screen quickly, and I'll read that out to us. And so if you're listening on to the podcast, I'll read it to you. And no meme, there's it on the PowerPoint. Sorry, Aaron, don't worry about that one. This one here. So this is what it says. Why do people always say no offense right before they offend you? Who, who notices this? Oh, no offense. Then they have a huge, like, cut you real deep, um, like the Shrek, that cut deep Shrek, real deep. But who knows what I'm saying? It's almost like people think, if they're going to say no offence, they have the right to dis- to hit you with a, a sledgehammer of words, yeah? yeah? Who noticed that? Oh, I said no offence, so it's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay, yeah? And so, but then criticism is a cringe yuck word, I believe, and it is misused in our society. And so um, people will talk like, if I was to say, oh, criticism, it doesn't bring a smile to my face. If I was to say, like, critique, it makes me like this cringe and shiver. And it's like, no, I just, it's a yucky word. Um, and so, but going back to, so this Michael, she was a critique. She wasn't criticizing David bringing out the best. It wasn't a hurt helps. It was a, just a, no offense, you're an idiot. Like, it was all just like bashing into him, like um, uh, being really mean. But those girls saw the good in him. 
And so for us, we've got to apply that to ourselves. So when we, when we criticise someone, if we, are we challenging them to, to bring the best out of them because we're out of love? Or are we just saying something just to be mean and to hurt them? And, it, and sometimes we might say things at the best intention, but it's still hurting them rather than helping them, yeah? And so, uh, uh, but then the, the big thing that it saw about that, I don't know if I read it, but I should have, uh, it says at the end that she did not ever have children after that time. And so we've got to be a place where we're going, you know what, when people are being a critic for the mean things, when people are being critic just to hurt people, we're not going to be a place where that grows. We're not going to be a place where that reproduces. We're going to be a place where, where we might critic people so to help, help them and grow them, yeah? Yep. Okay. And then so this is what the definition of criticism is. Um, and so constructive criticism, correction, criticism, I don't like those terms. Don't say near me. I just, uh, I just don't like criticism. It's horrible. But the expression, this is criticism, the expression of disapproval of some, someone on the basis of perceived faults or mistakes. And so that, when we go back to the core of what criticism is, that's it, it's you're looking for mistakes in someone, and it doesn't even have to be true. It's just perceived. So you might just go, oh, I think you were speeding. Oh, I think you were talking behind my back. Oh, I think. So let's not be critics that we perceive stuff and make up things when we're unoffendable. We won't have that spirit, yeah? When we're truly undefendable, we won't let those things get to us, worry us, or whatever. And so there is a difference between being, being mean and bringing healing. Huge difference between being mean and being healing. Ephesians 4.29 says this, Let everything you say be good and helpful, so your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So do we have good and helpful words? Are our words bringing healing, or are our words bringing hurt, are our words crushing people? Are we like those girls of honour, or we like Michael that is just a, a mean person. And as I said last week with at church, accidental deaths, who remembers that? The oops, oh no moments. When things fly, people die. When we just let our, our lips fly, when we just let words fly that are mean, things will die and we don't want people dying because of the words that we've spoken negatively over someone. And so, but from all of that, say life hacks. Life hacks. We're going to go to a dictionary meaning of that on the... Um, on the screen, there we go. A strategy or technique adopted in order to manage one's time and daily activities in a more effective way. Mm, life hacks. And so um, who, who's watched on YouTube life hacks before? Who's seen life hack memes, things like I do all the time. I love life hacks. I don't actually understand the name, like who came up with life hacks. Because when you, you think of hacks, it's like put that to sport or he hacked the ball or he hacked the kick, or he hacked the throw. It's normally a bad terminology of just like they just went like all just gnarly, like not real clean. Or it's like someone's chopping down a tree, oh, he's just hacking out the tree. It's no like real, real beautiful. So again, like a life hack's a cool thing, but hacking like that is not cool. And then the other hacking is like internet hacking. Oh, they hacked the website. Uh, so I'm guessing maybe you link it to that. Cheats. Oh, maybe that's what he's hacking, cheats. Yeah, life cheats. That makes sense. There we go. But, because um, I was trying to think, I'm thinking, you hack the ball, like, how does, but cheats, yeah, maybe that's, yeah. So life hacks, how do we cheat at life in a, in a nice way? And so, but when I look, when I, when I get a life hack, I'm like, boom, that was such a good idea. Oh, I'll just be like, how have I been so dumb all my life? Um, how was I so, so novice? But um, we're going to look at some quick life hacks on the screen. And we're going to see how they can apply to our life. So, um, who, who's ever seen those hooks there for your pants? That you put, like, pants on. And we may 
people don't really own them these days, but I've got a few of them around. In an ex, uh, need an inexpensive cookbook holder? Try a pants hanger. So if you're listening on podcasts, you just have that hook on your, your cupboard, put your pants hold on the hook, and stick your book there. How good's that? Because that's the thing I find like when I'm cooking, I'll either have you, you got your bowl for here, you got the bowl there, you got the chopping board here, knife there. You got nowhere for the dumb, the dumb book, and it just sits there, gets dirty. Get your pants holder. Ta-da! Like, everyone's just memorised, aren't you? Like, wow, I've got to do that. Next one. We got put pancake mix into a tomato sauce bottle, ketchup bottle for Australians, um, or opposite way around, for a non-mess experience. So what they do is they look like they cook some pancakes on a, on a uh, fry pan, and they go, rather than having pouring everywhere, just <laughs> when it gets empty, that's how their heart sounds. Well, that's, a, that's a life hack there. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful pancake. No mess. Awesome. Next one. Here's a good one. I'm going to try this. Who owns stockings? Guys, you need to buy a pair of stockings because this could save the day if you had an earring, a nose ring that you lost or something. Um, put a stocking over the end of a vacuum to find tiny items like a earring. Or if you've got a girlfriend that's lost her earring, you go, I got the trick for you. Give me a stocking, please. Put, a, put it on and... Found it. Because otherwise, you know when you're using a vacuum and you just lose stuff, and then you've got to take out the bag, or if it's even if it's not a bag one, if it's one of those new ones, I got the plastic cylinders, it's all that dusty rubbish, and you go like, but cool, that's a life hack. Next one. Good sandwich guide. Who's ever wanted double meat like that, and you can't, the crusts are always like, yuck. Chop your meats in half, and you put them inside like that. Look at that. Perfect meat in every bite. Who, want, who wants to hear a Josh life hack? So I used to love Nutella at school, right? All, all hundreds of thousands. Fairy bread, hundreds of thousands, had a bit more manlier. But um, I used to, rather than having two sandwiches and having too much bread, I would go triple-decker sandwich. So it's bread, Nutella, bread, Nutella sandwich, or bread. Or I'd go like bread, butter, hundred thousands, butter, bread, butter, hundred thousands, Butter bread. And so you'd have more, more hundred thousands or more Nutella compared to the bread. Hey, try that at home, boys and girls. Next one, um, use a bread tab to hold your spot on a roll of tape. That's one thing that always gets me because you can always do those, you know, you do the little flicking of your tape and it's like, but then that little bit's wasted. You can, you put, you get greater length of your roll of your tape by putting a bread thing on there. Ta-da! Next one. What have we got, life hack? Oh, this is a cool one. Use a squeezy ketchup or tomato sauce bottle lid, top with your, whatever that is, vacuum cleaner, to clean your keyboard, phone, microphone, or other nook and on an electrical device. And so I think that's cool because like, sometimes my phone has had like things, and again, you get a big vacuum cleaner, like you suck the whole thing up, but then with that, you've got that little tiny thing of super suction because it's all that, it goes from like, because it's like, but, you can get all those little things to vacuum. Look at that. Boom, I just saved the day. Next one. Before you throw away a post-it note, or I call them sticky notes, run it between the keys on your keyboard to collect crumbs and fluff. I always see little crumb, crumbs and fluff in between my keyboard. And I'm like, how the heck do I get that out? Do I pull all the keys off and have to remember where they went? No. Just get a sticky note. Save the day. Next one. This is my best one. Who needs Bluetooth? Who needs Bluetooth? Just get that phone and tape it up around your face. Perfect. That's the perfect one. Have we got any others? That's another one. Recnick power tools. So who's ever had to um, undo the, your, your arm on the door? 
pull that spinner off, get a power drill, put it on there, perfect, electric wi windows. Um, next one, this is the best one. So who goes to the beach and has a blanket? And it always gets sandy and all that stuff. So you just use a fitted sheet. So those ones that are horrible to put on your mattress, you know, the ones you, go, you sort of go on the front corner then you wrestle it for the next corner. And then it's like, then the next corner, then you get it on finally. Grab one of them, flip it upside down, put some things in the corner so it sticks up. Look at that. A uh, sandproof mat bench something for, for the beach as long as people don't put the sand in it. How cool is that? Great idea. Do you have any others? No, that's it. So life hacks. And so when I see some of those things, I go, wow. I go, mind blow. Some others that come off the top of my head, go onto YouTube, search out the guy that's um, some Russian life hacks or something, and he's hilarious. And he's always like, safety is our number one priority in his Russian accent. But it's so funny. But there's one he talks about... Um, uh, I was even got lost my mind now, but there's so many to talk about. But check them out. Do yourself a favor in life. Get some life hacks and do life better and more effectively. Um, but here's another life hack. What do you do when you have an iPhone 5 and you've got hundreds of iPhone 4 covers? Chop eye at the top so it doesn't cover up your speaker. There you go, life hack. Just modify the iPhone 4, think the iPhone 5. Life hack, kind of, in a bad way. But um, that's so dodgy. Um, that's right. When you have tacos, who knows what taco is in Mexican things? A lot of people will put meat on the bottom. And talk about crunchy tacos here. They'll put meat on the bottom. Then they'll put like sauces and this and that. And then they'll put lettuce chopped up on the top. Then you eat your taco. And then all that yucky juices and stuff falls on your hand. Disgusting, gross. Get a lettuce leaf. Don't chop it up. Put it in the taco first. Then fill it up. The lettuce catches all the juices. I know, thank you, thank you. I saved your life. Um, but <laughs> go back into big series. I, like, I watch a lot of stuff on Planet Shakes and stuff, and one of the sayings that they will use quite often is, thank you for correcting me and making me a better person. Tell the person next to you, thank you for correcting me and making me a better person. Say it like I can hear it. Thank you for correcting me and making me a better person. The hurt helps, say that. <laughs> but when we're unoffendable, we'll say, bring it on. When we're unoffendable, we'll say, thank you for correcting me and making me a better person because we see the value of that in our lives, yeah? And that's why we've got to be, we're going to be unoffendable. We've got to say, and that's going to be a thing where we're going to go, you know what, thank you for correcting me, Sean, and making me a better person and having that unoffendable spirit. Um, now, the Bible, who knows what the Bible is? We've, we've danced around them before. And it's not really a dumb acronym, I think it's a cool acronym, but an acronym you've probably heard at Kids Church if you ever went, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Repeat it. Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And so we've got some cool verses to back this up. Hebrews 4.12a says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. So pretty much the Bible can hurt you to help you. It's sharp enough to be able to speak directly to you. And so... What is challenging Sean and sharp enough to hit Sean? It's also sharp enough to hit Noah. It's also sharp enough to hit Aaron. It's sharp enough to hit me in ways that we need to grow and develop individually. Um, then 2 Timothy, 6 to, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong 
and teach us to do what is right. God uses it to prayer to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so you want to have, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to miss the punchline here. The Bible is life hacks. Say that to the person next to you. The Bible is life hacks. So if the Bible is, is the basic instructions before leaving earth, life hacks make life simple. They make things less complicated. They revolutionize the way you do things. The Bible does that for our lives. You read the Bible, it will revolutionize the way you do life. It, will, it, it may hurt sometimes, but it will help. And so um, just what you've got to do. And so um, the Bible has strategies, just like a life hack, the Bible has strategies and techniques when adopted, manages one time and daily activities in a more effective way. And so you want to you not have a phobia of fly undone. You want to not have a phobia of a booger hanging out. And you want to be a person that goes, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need someone to help me grow. Well, just like things spiritually in life, even when it comes to working at a job, even when it comes to marriage, relationships, um, whatever it could be in your life, you read the Bible and that has life hacks that will revolutionize ways you do things. It has things in there that when you go, I'm going to apply this to my life, it, it, you know what, it might hurt you. You might go, oh, I, just, I don't like that, but you know what, you apply it and it will help you better. Just like when I see a life hack, I go, man, I feel like such an idiot, but now that's going to help me so much more. Oh, how could I have been so dumb to not think of using that to do that? But now it helps me. It'll take me to a new level. When you read the Bible, you might go, man, how was I so silly to keep doing that all my life? But now I'm going to let that hurt, help me grow, go to a new level. Yeah? Yes. And so um, when you read your Bible, and, and so, for example, I want to encourage you to read your Bible at home. I don't know if you've got a Christian family or not, but I encourage you, make a daily habit. Read your Bible. Use a Vision 180. And you know what people might go to you? What are you doing? Just life hacks, just searching life hacks. That's all you've got to say. If you might be reading your Bible every day and you might feel like, well, what if someone bullies me? I'm just looking at life hacks. If that's what you're doing. You go, I'm making my life better by letting the hurt help. Is that cool? So um, we don't worry about the stuff I was going to say before, Ellie, we're fine. But now, so that's cool. I'm going to, if we can all just close our eyes, I'm just going to pray for that and may, hopefully that can help us get a new level. God, we just... Um, Pray that as we make a commitment to read our Bibles, as we were singing earlier tonight, we will pursue you, God. And we want to. We much rather be criticised by a wise man, be criticised by um, by the Bible, than praised by a fool, than having than having just random saying, "Oh, you're so cool, you're so awesome." But God, we want to be we want to be unoffendable. We want to be people, men and women of God, that say, "Say, God, help us grow, God." There's things that might hurt us right now, but we thank you that that hurt is going to help us be better people. That, um, as, a, as a Planet Shaker people will say, thank you for correcting me and making me a better person. And God, we just thank you for correcting us through your word and for making us better people, bigger people, new level people. God, we even just pray that for the dreams inside of our hearts, bring people in our lives that are further down the track than us, that we can get advice, that we, we can get development, that we can see us step into things far sooner and to far and go to far further levels. And we just thank you, Jesus, that you're with us and that we're going to be unoffendable and we're going to apply life hacks. And just as the Bible's the basic instructions before leaving earth, we thank you that that's got so many lessons, principles and wow moments in us that as we read it, we'll just be in awe. We'll be blessed beyond measure and we just thank you for that. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.